Welcome to the Sound of Conspiracies podcast. This is our special little sideshow where we're talking about all of the the best and most loved conspiracy theories in music history. As always, I am joined by Jacob. Jacob, introduce yourself. Who oh, are you? Hello, I am uh, I am Jacob from the What's Spaghetti Policy podcast, as you probably know from listening to the previous episodes. And yeah. The, are there a lot of conspiracy theories in the music world? Like, I only know of, like, a certain few, but I feel like it's kind of, you know, it's normally just, well, like, it, they're still alive or, like, yeah. oh, did they really replace this guy with an alien? Like, you know, kind of those things. So The issue I'm running into is that a lot of the music history conspiracy theories are super short. It's just like, oh, what is this? No one knows, and we're done. It's like, I, I mean, that's not, I can't you make an episode that out of that. Like, <laughs> you could argue that that's what conspiracy theories are. They're like, <laughs> there's this true. fact people don't know. <laughs> that's the end of it. Like, but then we'd be on here for like three minutes, and we'd be like, oh, isn't that weird? And we'll start calling them like episode. shorts, <laughs> like sounding conspiracy shorts. It's just you like could us. do TikToks, I guess. Yeah, it'd be great for TikTok format. You know, maybe like two parters, three parters out there. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, do you want to do a Jacob is the host now? I don't know if you want to steal Mika's segment or not. Uh, yeah, I think it's only fair that we keep the segment alive, you know, <laughs> even on episodes that she's not on. So, uh, yeah, Jacob is the host now. It's a little jingle. I'm sure she would, like, sing along. Nailed it, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I don't have, I just, I don't have much, you know. Uh, Neither does she ever, so. Onion rings are solid. Made some onion rings tonight with dinner. Like little crispy onion rings. Not the big fat ones, but like the tiny skinny, you know, thin okay. ones or whatever. They're really good. You'd be good on the bottom of a burger for sure. But And this Angry Orchard it ba- baked apple pie, baby. That's that's all I got. I don't know. Nice. That's it. Well if you wanna if you wanna hear more about Jacob's life, just listen to his podcast. They talk about a lot about life stuff and what's going on over there. And it's great great fun. Oh well, thank Much you. Fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. People, some people tune in, so it's it's all right. <laughs> we talk about random things. It's cool. I'll link their show on our Twitter. So follow us on Twitter. Sound of History underscore Twitter dot com slash Sound of History underscore, and then you can That's find all, right. all the fine. links. That's fine. <laughs> That's okay. I know you didn't get the Sound of History Twitter, but you know it. It's better to not pay somebody who's looking for you to pay. You know. That's true. Okay. So, we ready to get into the conspiracy? Jacob, no longer the host now? Oh, yeah, I'm no longer the host now. Let's get into it. I want to learn. So, with this show, the past few conspiracies we've done, we've talked about some pretty morbid topics. Um, I think every one of our episodes so far has featured, like, a death or a rumored death, which is a lot of what music conspiracy theories are. But I wanted to change that up a little bit and talk about a few different mysteries that are a little bit more lighthearted in... Like, not, not quite as morbid and serious. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay. So this is going to be one. I think we talk about three different conspiracies in one episode. Ooh. Because they're all so short, there's not a lot to any of them. So I think, that, I think people kinda... can get on board with that because it's like, you know, yeah. it's like triple the content for one episode. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Just a little rapid fire, right? Okay. So the first one we're going to talk about is the mystery of Peanut Duck. Uh-huh. What was that again? <laughs> have you ever you ever heard about Peanut Duck? <laughs> I, I like know of Mr. Peanut. I don't know if like he had a pet duck ever, but I assume I don't know. I have never heard of Peanut Duck. No. <laughs> well, you're about to. It's, there's not a lot to it, but I'm it's kinda, fun. I got of nervous. Huh? 
This duck's scaring me. So this mystery is about a song called Peanut Duck. It was recorded in 1965 and follows the general fad of the time for like novelty dance songs, kind of like The Twist or something like that. Like it's just a little dance tune. Okay, all right. I guess we would compare it to like the cha-cha slide now, like something oh like my that. Gosh, dude. You can't go to a wedding without hearing cha-cha slide at least once, exactly. right? So now we can start playing Peanut Duck instead of cha-cha slide. Let's bring it back. I think our generation is all about bringing stuff back from the dead. So, I mean, let's go for it. Exactly. The song itself is pretty strange, even for those kind of novelty dance song standards. It talks about a new dance sweeping the nation called the Peanut Duck. (laughs) The singer then tells you to flap your arms like a duck, but there isn't much more to the dance than that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. I dropped a link in the chat if you want to go to YouTube, and then you can watch Peanut Duck. Oh, gosh. That's really loud. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That was the it was the ad. It's not your it's not the video. Okay. Oh. All right. Listen to it now. Hmm. Mine's not loading, so I'm just gonna have to go off the. I like the, the the record though. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Brand new dance. Is it like? Is this Michael Jackson? It's not Michael Jackson. That's Marsha G, I'm assuming, is the name of the Actually, it's a woman. <laughs> okay, I mean, well, that's a, a young Michael Jackson sounded a lot that's, like a woman. That's your okay. Oh, not some maligning the fam- infamous, you know, young Michael Jackson. <laughs> Let me know when you're done listening to it. I mean, I got the gist, right? It's just okay. a quack. Yeah, little, yeah. yeah. I, I can dig it. I can weird see what people dance, dance to it, you know? So this song was recorded in the 60s in Philadelphia at Frank Virtue's studio. Frank Virtue is the guy. That's his name. Frank Virtue was a super prominent figure in the pop music world of the 60s. He revitalized pop music in Philadelphia and kind of kick-started the pop music scene there. He operated a studio that was one of the biggest in Philadelphia until it closed in the early 80s. That's not important to the conspiracy. Just a little bit of background. You know, hey, we're it's learning here. You're we're here to learn. Fun. Yeah, you're here right. to learn. So We've got to keep our educational status. That way we can get away with copyright infringement. That's, I, that's I, the yeah, way I see it. That's a great idea, honestly. I should, <laughs> we should do that every episode on our podcast. But like, this is educational purposes only. <laughs> then we can talk about Yours it. Yours is labeled as self-help on Spotify. Hey, so. <laughs> I don't know why. But hey, <laughs> if it helps you in your life, by all means. <laughs> So for some reason, after recording Peanut Duck, they never bothered to release it. They shelved the recording, which happens from time to time, whenever someone's like, it's not right for this, or the song's not good enough, whatever. They'll just put it on a shelf. Uh, but they, it sat on that shelf, forgotten, for quite a long time. It survived as an acetate, which is basically a kind of recording similar to vinyl records, but isn't a vinyl record. I know that's very vague, but I don't know. They were super prevalent in the 30s through the 50s and are still in very, very limited use today. But once vinyls came around, they were just better technology. The Peanut Duck Duck Acetate was found by a British radio DJ who took the recording back to England and released it in 1980 under a record label called Joker Records. Oh, I was honestly, I was wondering, sorry to keep interrupting you, but I was wondering... 
like it, it sounded like a really good song, real well produced. But then they just like let's shelve this one. The world isn't right. ready <laughs> for the peanut duck quite yet. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's, it's bop. still not. I would argue. I think it's a bop. He put the the guy who found the acetate and released it. He put Marsha G's name on it and released the song. Marsha G, as far as I can tell, had a very short career with one hit for Uptown Records called "Baby I Need You." The only problem with this situation is that the singer on Peanut Duck is not Marsha G. Oh. And to this day, no one knew, no one knows who the actual singer of Peanut Duck is. I think I figured it out. <laughs> you think it's Michael Jackson? I think it's a young Michael Jackson. I think it's kind of like an embarrassing little song that it, that it, the family didn't want getting out there. Right? The world wasn't ready for Peanut Duck just yet. And they were like, Michael, what are you doing? You can't go off and record this song without us. Yeah, that, that makes a lot I mean, of sense, honestly. I think I figured out the conspiracy theory. but It's a better theory than a lot of other people have. Uh, that's To this day, no one has come forward and claimed credit for Peanut Duck, even though it's like one of the biggest that random is... mysteries. Like I think that acetate is one of the most collectible things because it got played on a radio station, and then people are like, no one knows who this is, so the kind of like the mystery around it made it for some reason very popular. That is so – yeah, that is, I mean – just looking at the mystery side of it where you have this super popular song, you would think somebody would come forward to kind of claim yeah. some kind of royalties from it or anything like that. Yeah. And it's like... Unless they were already dead. Ooh, yeah. Because it was like 20 years later or something. So That's fair, yeah. Well, that's basically the whole mystery of Peanut Duck. Unfortunately, I don't have like any theories or anything, I guess, other than the Michael Jackson one. I mean, if you, I think we need a side by side comparison of like vocal patterns and like, you know, tones and whatnot. We get some science breakdown on it. You know, have some like flashing lights and like numbers flying across on the screen. You got to have that Zach Galifianakis gif where it's like <laughs> numbers everywhere where he's counting cards. And also that one with like, is it is it like, what's her name? The lady that did it. She has uh, what? Gwyneth Paltrow or something. I don't know, but it's got the numbers and stuff like that. And then you got to okay. have like a side by side comparison and like zoom in on the audio patterns i think it is michael jackson i get i get young mike my young mikey jackson vibes from it i don't know if he preferred being called mikey or not but probably not he was a little kid you know well i'll let you dig further into that whole rabbit hole (laughs) do your little comparisons uh but the singer peanut duck could have been any number of up-and-coming soul singers in the 60s this might have been their only recording. Until someone comes forward, we'll never know for sure who recorded Peanut Duck and why the song is so strange. But it's, honestly, play that at my funeral. That was nice. It was a jam. <laughs> it's also just got like weird lyrics. It's a, it's a weird thing. I mean, have anyway. you ever like, delved into the actual lyrics of songs though, nowadays too? Like, they have gotten pretty strange. Some Pitbull's one, yeah. one of those. If you ever want to go down a rabbit hole, look up Pitbull lyrics. Because I don't I think, think he knows we what did that. About. When I was on your podcast, right? We read lyrics, and you read a Pitbull song. Yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he's a strange (laughs) individual. I don't know. Yeah, he's very weird. He's Mr. Worldwide, though. I I can't fault him. He's He's making money, you know? Exactly. All right, well, so that's Peanut Duck. I guess there's not many thoughts to have, so we'll just kind of move on. I've I've pretty (laughs) much already said my piece about that one. I know who it is. You know, you can believe in me or not, but... So now we'll move on to an equally strange story about Jay-Z. Oh, let's go. Okay. What do you know about Jay-Z? What oh, are your man. opinions about him? 
What don't I know about Jay-Z? <laughs> Probably <laughs> mostly. Quite a lot. Yeah, I actually don't know a whole <laughs> lot about him. I know he's like a producer as well as like an artist himself. Uh, self-made. Kind of like one of the up... Like, wasn't he like one of the big ones from that generation? I don't know. Uh, yeah. He did a collab with Linkin Park. He's one of the biggest rappers of all time. That collab with Linkin Park was like fire. You know, yeah, it was like... Really it was ahead of its time. It was revolutionary the, to go... You know, mix mix emo music with like like rap is insane. In the way yeah. that they, oh man, it was a good. That was a good. That was a good series of albums right there. Wasn't it just one? Did they do? I one think so. One? Yeah, but I said series okay. because there was two. Like it was like he did his version with their music, oh, and then right. they did okay. their version with his music, kind of thing. I think I don't know. I was so young back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, have you heard anything about Jay Z being? a time traveler, or an immortal being? Man, you think I would have by this point? (laughs) But no, I have not. Sounds like something you would be into. (laughs) I'm going to have to go Google this later, too. Actually, you're going to teach me about it right now. You're going to teach me about it right now, so let's go. So this whole thing started when the New York Public Library Schomburg Center posted a blog post on Tumblr that featured an image from 1939. This picture was taken in Harlem, and it features a man leaning against a railing who looks an awfully lot like Jay-Z. As it does, the internet took that and went wild with it. Threads were started on Reddit, and BuzzFeed started posting about it, all theorizing on if Jay-Z is a time traveler or somehow immortal. (laughs) Just because he looked like a guy in a picture. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, like... uh... He's looking a little bit old nowadays, I think. But I mean, I I kind of got to see this picture. Do I need to Google it? I got to Google. Uh, it. I mean, I'm I'm googling it. I'll I'll drop it in. Okay, I don't know right. why I didn't have a link to it. Hey, it's the... all right. I'm not I'm not following you. It's okay. <laughs> got a lot going on here. I mean, it like the picture does look like him, but I mean, how many times? So does... You know, how many times have you seen a side by side of like an uh, an old celebrity, nude celebrity? You know, old celebrity, new celebrity, old actress, new actress. You know, it's like I think there's right. a thread with like all the Stranger Thing kids. You know, they're all like matched up with actresses and actors from back in the day. Everybody's like, so oh, you, are they immortal? Or if you click that link, it'll take you to like a side by side. Oh, let's go. Or it should. Okay. All right, Jay Z. Uh, I mean, wow. Okay, I talked a lot of trash, but. <laughs> It does look like him, right? It does. Okay. I don't know how much of the theory is steeped in just like kind of, a, you know, kind of, of a racy take on it. Like, you know. Yeah. We, we but, get there. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But I. But you can see why the internet would do internet things and go crazy with this. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it does kind of look like Jay-Z. Uh, <laughs> that's enough right there to, yeah i mean to yeah, make him an immortal it. being we are talking about it currently so yes that's all it took somebody was like hey that kind of looks like jay-z and they're like oh my gosh you're you're right so the caption on the original post on tumblr which has since been deleted probably didn't help things it read quote does the man on the right remind you of someone perhaps it was his great-grandfather taking a break in harlem in 1939 the photographer, we know for sure, was Sid Grossman. If you can put a real name on the young man, let us know, end quote. So they were kind of the first people to point out, the people who posted it pointed it out that he looked like Jay-Z. Okay, yeah. But it's hard to look at that picture and not be like, oh, he looks a little bit like Jay-Z. Yes, but again, it's not like if I saw an old photo 
and I was like, hey, that looks like my friend Nick. And I was like, wait, is my friend Nick a time traveler <laughs> and or maybe immortal? Like, I wouldn't make that jump, So, but I guess internet's going to Of all internet. the people I know, you're the person who would make that jump, so. Yeah, okay, well, a sane person would make the jump, right? <laughs> Somebody else? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, so there's at least three different theories kind of all associated with what is going on in this picture. One, Jay-Z is immortal, like some kind of vampire. Okay. Two, Jay-Z is a time traveler. Okay. Or three, some combination of all of that because Illuminati. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I mean... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. The Illuminati can really, like, it's just kind of like a scapegoat at this point where everybody's just like, right. it's got to be Illuminati, right? And they're just kind of yeah. like some old, bunch of old white guys who are just, like, on the death's door at this point. Yeah. Or, you know, Jay-Z, who's not an old white guy. Yeah, that's fair, too. I guess, yeah, there are, I guess, I do believe there's people of color in the in the Illuminati, yeah. I think. Right? I think Jay-Z and Beyonce are, like, the two biggest supposed Illuminati people. That's so, yeah. Well, and there was a whole thing with, like, Beyonce and the most recent Super Bowl about, like, the like a Super Bowl or two ago where people were, like, as soon as it was over, they were tying, like, all this symbolism back to, like, yeah. Illuminati. I don't know. I think that's the Super Bowl I didn't watch because I was with you at Genghis Grill. Oh, I think you might be right. Oh, man, we were watching Because that was, like, the power went out during that Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Gosh, good times. Man, I was I miss Genghis Grill so much. It's <laughs> Me so, too. It's so good. All right. Well, anyway, some people speculated that Jay-Z is immortal, but after living forever in the shadows, he decided to finally live life as an elite member of society, the way very few people get to live. Yeah. Pe I mean, people say that he's been dropping hints in his music to his immortality. Okay. He has albums titled Encore. In my lifetime, don't let me die, and young forever. I mean, uh, again, it just those, sounds like somebody who doesn't want to die and doesn't want people to forget about him. But at the same time, like I could see, those are just generic yeah. things. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not any, like, like something I would say to like my kids <laughs> if I was on my deathbed. I'd be like, "Don't, right. don't let me die. <laughs> Remember me." I feel like even if he had an album titled I'm an Immortal Vampire, I was still wouldn't be like, yeah, maybe he's hinting at something. I'd just be like, oh, that's a weird album title. Like, like wow, what is he, collabing with like Machine Gun Kelly or something like that? That's kind of a weird title for an album, but whatever, I guess. Like those, are the, those are titles you would never think anything of unless you already believe he is an immortal vampire for some reason. <laughs> it's just so good. People latch on to the immortal idea because, for some reason, it makes more sense to them. It makes more sense than time travel. Uh, I mean, okay, if you had to pick, let's just diverge for a second. If you had to pick between immortality or time travel, like, which one do you think is more plausible? And then which one would you pick? I think time travel for both. I don't want to be immortal. I feel like I'd just get tired of things yeah, after a while. I think emotionally... You would get very drained after being immortal, after watching like every yeah. single family member that you love die. You know your kids and grow like up and making die in more front friends, of you. and then they die. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's just, like I don't care a very blood existence. I guess every like hundred years you have to kind of cleanse yourself a little bit, and be like, okay, got all that baggage out of here. Let's start <laughs> start again. You know, but time traveling would be great. I could just go back in time, see the historical events. I could 
You know, you could go to a Beatles concert when they're playing at a club in Germany. That'd be so cool. That'd be pretty neat. I think I think that you would get club though, showing up to a club <laughs> dressed as a as like a, a 2022 person. You should. Well, I could change my clothes. <laughs> I guess. But like, what happens if you go back? Like, say you want to go see how they built the pyramids. You want to put this whole like aliens built the pyramids thing to bed, and you're like, you show up in the, in, in the middle of like uh, Egypt's town square and get like stoned to death because you know. You have glasses I mean, on, possible. and they're like, they don't know what glasses are, so. <laughs> I would also be worried about going into the future and just, like, stepping out of my time machine, like, into a pool of lava because the earth has <laughs> exploded, <laughs> and I'm just dead. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Or you just step so into the space dangerous. that was earth at one point, <laughs> exactly. and it's no longer there. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, it made more sense than time travel to some people. Which makes more sense to you, time travel or immortality? Like, which is more plausible? Uh, I definitely think, oh, I don't know, though. Like, time travel, I want to say just because I'm sure that there's some kind of scientific theory that we haven't reached yet in which, like, if you speed yourself up to a certain point, you can, like, go forward and backwards and, like, reach the other planes. Like, because we're all, like, in, in, like, sheets of paper on top of each other. And so, like, theoretically, if you move fast enough, you could get to the other sheet of paper. I don't know. I assumed maybe. it'd be something with black holes because we have no idea what's going on in there. Yeah, but I think you would have to be like because we can technically see into the past already, right? Because we use the whole. That's what the whole like James Webb Telescope does is that it takes a picture because of the way light travels and how fast it travels at a certain mm-hmm. time rate. Right? You can look back into the past at when the Earth was cre- or like when the universe was created, and so like if you were going to do that on the smaller scale, you'd have to have a camera that could see so many like milliseconds or whatever you know like even faster than milliseconds or whatever in the past and to get to that point but i, I don't yeah. know you know which actually there is a conspiracy theory that something like that has been created <sighs> it was created by some catholic priest who like created this camera that allowed him to look back and see historical events and then see, that would be super duper the, cool the theory is that it has been stored in the like archives of the Vatican where no one else can get to because it was like that dangerous. Yeah. I mean, but it's probably all BS, but yeah. And the thing about the Vatican, like the, the whole, like trying to protect, protect like humanity from itself and why we don't reveal the aliens are real and stuff like that. It's like, that's such a 1940s kind of way of thinking. All right. We're 2022, baby. We're ready for aliens. Okay. We're ready for something (laughs) to just kind of distract us from everything going on currently. (laughs) Okay, well, anyway, back to our Jay-Z theory. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, The theory is that Jay-Z was some kind of lowly chimney sweep in the 30s, and then the Illuminati found him and converted him into an immortal being so that he, for some reason, would eventually spread their message 60 years later. (laughs) I just like the picture. The Illuminati is showing up to, like, chimney sweep Jay-Z, and they're like, hey, buddy. He did this such a good job. Look about him. <laughs> yeah, he did such a good job with this. You want to be immortal? <laughs> he's just like, not. He's he's hanging out, chimney sweeping, and he's like, yeah, I want to do this for the rest of my immortal life. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, no, I, th- I think you turn that down immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since people call the Illuminati energy vampires, Jay Z is kind of seen as an immortal vampire. Oh, so he's a Colin Robinson from, like, What We Do in the Shadows. I don't know if you've seen that show, but... I haven't, but I've heard great things. It's, it got, yeah, it's got, a, like, an energy vampire, and, like, every hundred years, oh, spoiler, like, he molts or whatever, and, like, he's a kid oh. again. I can see that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That sounds like Doctor Who, kind of. 
it's probably some kind of ripoff of Doctor Who at some point. They kind of just <laughs> took the concept and ran with it. So it's worth noting that the picture was taken in Harlem, and Jay-Z, at least according to the official sources, was born in Brooklyn. People speculate that that's why he knows so much about New York, because he's lived there since at least the 1920s. I mean... Or it could just be because he grew up in New York and knows about it. Yeah, I, I mean, he's like, he's like, what, 50 now? Yeah, maybe 40s, 50s. I mean, he's there. lived in New York his entire life. I feel like you would know the city inside and out after, like... Yeah. Even just 30 years of hanging out there, let alone 50, you know? I don't even know if he, like, knows a lot about New York. I think he just recorded a song about it a few times. I don't, <laughs> I don't I think know that makes him, like, like, a New York expert. I don't know that one. It's like, New York. Yeah. And it's uh, it's uh, about the only part that I know, but, you know. <laughs> That's not even his part. It's Alicia Keys. <laughs> so there's other little things that people say point to him being immortal. Like he's mentioned, he wants to be the first person to film a music video in space. With SpaceX and other things getting ready to send billionaires to space, that doesn't seem as far away as it once did. But it sounds like Jay-Z plans to be around whenever it happens, even if that's 100 years from now. (laughs) But that could also just be a very throwaway comment he made once. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, making plans, like, getting a crew together to go to space. Yeah, it's it's a little bit, like, leaning too hard into, like, everything that he says, you know? Because... I'm sure that there's been tons of people who have been like, man, one day we're going to fly to the moon and we're going to make a music video there. It's going to be crazy. And nobody was like, oh, you planning on being here for that? Yeah. Are you immortal? Is that what it is? Are you going to go to the moon? something we don't about this? Yeah, exactly. So. That would be cool, though. A music video on the moon. Oh, that'd that be, be pretty sick. Yeah, I want the low gravity awesome. for sure. That'd be super cool. He also has a bit of the Paul Rudd syndrome in that he doesn't look like he's aged much at all during the course of his very long career. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still looks like he's aged, but like not, not as much as other people. That's fair. The other primary theory that is also probably Illuminati-related is that Jay-Z is not immortal, he's just a time traveler. This theory gained ground because of his work on the Great Gatsby soundtrack. You remember that movie? I I saw I read the book kind of I did the spark really? you can I, read I did the spark notes version okay uh, yeah I didn't <laughs> read the actual thing like it was always like they were always wanting me to read too fast okay I have a very slow reader okay so <laughs> it's it's not worth it my opinion on the Great Gatsby is that it is a very boring story told very well. Okay, like that's Fitzgerald fair. was a beautiful writer, really good at writing, but the story is just so boring that like it's not worth. She's about like a rich guy, right? Or is he? Yeah, ima- isn't he like imaginary or something at the end? Like, no, he's just. And I, didn't I didn't some chick hit people. a hit another chick with a car at, at some point? Like, I think a guy hit someone with a car. Oh, I thought that was like a lovers' feud, and like the chick drove over the other chick. I don't know. No, they they hit a random person. I think. Oh, I don't know. Okay. It's been a while since I've read it, All but right. anyway. So they made a movie about The Great Gatsby, and the soundtrack was, like, this very celebrated thing. It featured, like, Jay-Z was the primary person behind creating the soundtrack. And Boz, Baz Lerman, B-A-Z, I don't know how to say that, who was the director. Baze? Baze, maybe. I don't know. That sounds right. (laughs) Baze Lerman. Well, Baze was the director of the 2013 Great Gatsby movie, and he was also the director of the new Elvis movie. Oh, a little, yeah. little tie-in there, nice. He hired Jay-Z to be the executive producer of the soundtrack. 
That soundtrack was highly praised and featured a lot of massive artists like Lana Del Rey, Beyonce, Will I Am, Godier, and others. Just very eclectic group of yeah, just... very prominent artists. Gotcha. Lerman said that Jay Z totally nailed the musical direction of the film, but was that because he had help? <laughs> I, think, I think he's just really good at what he does. <laughs> like, I don't... No, it has to be time travel, That's, Jacob. He I, yeah, can't just I'm sorry. Be I, I, I'm so sorry. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, of course. Maybe Jay Z used his time traveling powers to step back into time to research what New York was like in the 30s. Then he came back and did the soundtrack with that information. Yeah, it sounds like a Tumblr post, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. And it just so happened that he managed to be caught in a picture while he was there doing that research. Uh, I mean, okay, I want to put my conspiracy hat on because, again, that's why you have me on here. <laughs> I don't... Make me believe in this one. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where... This one just sounds like a, too much of a stretch, right? Where they... they yes... The gentleman in the picture does look a lot like Jay-Z. Uh, you know, say what you will. But I'm sure you could say that about, you know, a lot of people, like, right? <laughs> that look like old people in photos. No, it's uh, just just this. It's and the then, only instance. And then the fact that, like, you have to take his music. Like, he's really good at what he does. From what I know about Jay-Z, he's good at creating albums, right? And then you want to say, <laughs> well, there's no way he's that good, right? Not with that habit a little time travel and help it's just uh, it's a bit of a stretch there's also the fact that he got on a whole lot of other artists that are very talented to do songs so it's not just like him making it like yeah it's all of these other very good musicians it's almost <laughs> making like he music knew how, how to pick a crew of, of people who could make music yeah. that kind of like sounds like what the great gatsby would sound like <laughs> And I'm sure people in the 1930s would absolutely hate Jay-Z's music. Like, oh, yeah. I, not... Well, there's a lot of reasons they would hate Jay-Z, but, I mean, <laughs> we don't need to go into it. Okay. Right. Uh, there's also the theory that he didn't travel back in time because, realistically, I'm not sure an African-American would ever voluntarily go back to America in the 1930s. Again, I yeah, I <laughs> think there's a lot of reasons <laughs> they would hate Jay-Z. Yes. Maybe this photo was taken before his induction into the Illuminati or before he found the time machine. However, the Harlem Renaissance was one of the best artistic movements in American history, and it was happening around this time in Harlem with a lot of like African-American writers and poets doing really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. So maybe he would want to go back and just kind of like check out what was going on around there. Yeah. Or, you know, he could just read what they wrote and enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, I'd say conspiracy is a little bit on the flat side, all right? You're not convincing <laughs> me with this one, so. All right, well, there's more, so we'll get there. Okay, sorry, sorry. He also could be using his time-traveling abilities to make hit songs. He could travel into the future, hear what songs are going to be popular in, like, five years, come back and write either songs that are similar or just steal those songs. Mm. That way, he can always be ahead of the trend, and he'd always know what's coming, and he that would account for his tremendous success. He has had hit songs in pretty much every single decade that he's worked in. But I'm thinking something, right? Okay. Doesn't that technically create a paradoxical loop, right? <laughs> if you then Probably take yourself out of the the uh, out of the current timeline and you put yourself in the future where you don't exist because you took yourself out of it, right? Like right. Then you can't 
go back and put because you wouldn't have music like you would have to like i guess maybe base the music off of what you hear but i don't know i i, I don't know i feel like you're creating a bit of a paradox there going into the future well i think one of the theories is that he went into the future and he heard songs that were popular made by other artists okay all right and then he took those songs and came back and released them before those artists could or before they even wrote it and made it but the, yeah, okay. Well, so it's like it's like if you went in the year 2005, you went into the future and you heard Pharrell's Happy and you were like, I'm going to write that song in 2008. So then Pharrell never wrote it because you're creating you've a already paradox. Put it out. No, you're creating a paradox there. <laughs> yeah, because then you just destroyed everything, right? All for music. Because now that song doesn't <laughs> get written. That's what brought on the end of the world. Yeah, well, I mean, that's now it's like that song doesn't get written and now like Tom's it does, all, just earlier by you and not by Pharrell. That's the thing. It's, it's all wobbly now because now it's a butterfly effect, <laughs> all right? What happens if that, that person, uh, a, a random person who was creating like a doomsday device, right? He stops his, his doomsday device because he doesn't hear – or he, because he hears the song Pharrell's Happy, right? And he's like, oh, okay, I just need to be happy. And he stops to work. But now it's Jay-Z <laughs> written, you know, but he wrote it earlier. That guy never hears that song, ends up destroying the world because he never heard Pharrell sing Happy. I'm just saying. I mean, butterfly effect. All right. I mean, the world's not exactly in the best place right now, so maybe that did happen, and that's why everything is think, crumbling around us. I think we need to take a look at like historical events and see maybe. Well, that's like, what, what we're doing with Jay Z. Maybe that's what. Maybe he stole those songs, and now the world is falling apart, and it's all his fault. That's bad on Jay Z. Honest, that's a bad look. It's <laughs> a bad look. Uh, I'm sure there's some kind of Illuminati tie-in with this theory as well. Like maybe he got there, got the powers from the Illuminati or something. There is a theory that the Illuminati lets members take vacations in the past. And that's why we get some of those time traveler photos that are like blow up on Twitter every once in a while. Jay-Z has been linked to the Illuminati more than probably anyone else besides his wife, Beyonce. Okay. And I'm sure we'll do an episode on the Illuminati eventually, so until then we'll not really get into whether or not the Illuminati is real because there's a lot behind that. There's a lot there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot there. A non-wild reason for that photo might be that the photographer happened to photograph one of Jay-Z's ancestors or like a cousin or something. Jay-Z has deep ties to New York, so it's not unthinkable that his grandfather or great-uncle would have been just hanging around Harlem in the 1930s. They, see, in fact, that they to probably me, were. It's just whether or not they got caught in a photo. That, to me, sounds more plausible <laughs> than, oh, no, he's definitely, like, an immoral vampire. He's, like, sucking people's blood. It's part of the Illuminati. No, I think maybe it was his grandfather, great-great-grandfather, you know? Another plausible idea is that it was a viral marketing tactic for the Great Gatsby movie. The image was posted in 2012, the movie came out in 2013, and the movie was set in that time period. So it's possible it was staged in order to promote the movie, but it seems weird that the New York Public Library would go along with like a marketing tactic like that, and now, 10 years later, no one admits to it being a marketing tactic. That had the, and no one had in the movie... Like a lot of money yeah. to, to pull off something like that, yeah. <laughs> No one in the movie ever talked about the picture, like none of the cast or the producers, a director or anything. So it would have been a very outlandish idea that somehow worked and no one ever took credit for it, which I just find hard to believe. Yeah. The most likely scenario is that Americans are racist, and this is an example of the all black people look alike thinking, 
combined with us just not believing that a black man could be successful on his own merits. Instead, we have to think he's a time-traveling vampire to account for his success. I think, yeah, you nailed it. You nailed what I was dancing around, right? It's yeah. this idea that, like, oh, no, yeah, we're definitely not going to talk about the fact that we just think all black people look alike. Like, no. There's that, and then there's the idea, like, yes, he's had a hit in every decade because he's talented and works hard, <laughs> not because he traveled into the future to steal songs. Got to do whatever we can not to give anybody any credit here. Right. Like, it's ridiculous. Okay, so that's the Jay-Z one. I'm assuming you don't buy into that. I don't buy this one, no. I think that Jay-Z is very talented at what he does. I might not enjoy his music, but I know out of a lot of the, the rap artists and the, I think, is he just a rap or is it like a bunch of different stuff? He's good at what he does regardless. Eh. Like, Yeah, I think he's primarily rap, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he has like R&B songs or something. But no, yeah, okay. I, don't, I, I don't buy it. I think that he's a good artist. I think that... The, this could be his ancestor. It could just be another guy that looks like Jay-Z. Just happens to look like him. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's the Jay-Z one. So we have one last conspiracy theory that we're going to look at, and it involves Stevie Wonder. Okay. What do you know about Stevie Wonder? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stevie Wonder. Man. <laughs> I wonder what I know about Stevie Wonder. That's for sure. I don't know why I took on a Boston accent. Uh, <laughs> some kind of Italian accent or something. No, no, it wasn't Italian. It was like a, a jersey. Anyways uh stevie wonder he's the guy that sang sings uh santa claus is coming to town really good right no that's probably not, that's, that's a not lot him. of people <laughs> i don't know who i'm thinking of. i'm thinking that steven tyler is who i'm thinking of oh yeah no he's skin and bones <laughs> steven tyler. uh stevie wonder i don't i think they named like the wonder eggs after him that was pretty cool of them uh did they? the wonder works factory that was in his honor that's super duper cool just anything with wonder in the name is yeah, associated that's, that's with what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So, uh, no, I don't know anything about him. But can you can you teach me about him? Uh, I mean, he's very famous piano player, singer. He did the song like "Superstition," "Isn't She Lovely," "I Just Called okay, to Say I Love right. You," songs like that. Like very like Motown. He's Motown's probably biggest person. Okay, yeah, Steve. Okay, yeah, Stevie Wonder. I've heard of him. Yeah. He's yeah, a good guy. But probably what most people know about Stevie is that he's blind. <gasps> Stevie wasn't born blind. He was born premature, so he had to be incubated. The incubator had too much oxygen, so it weakened the blood vessels in the back of his eyes, causing him to go blind at six weeks old. Or so they say. Oh, gosh. A recent theory suggests that he is not blind. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. <The> <laughs> The first time this rumor really got started was in 2010 when Paul McCartney was performing at the White House. Paul accidentally knocked over a mic stand and Stevie caught it before it hit the ground. I mean, it's not a good look, especially if you're blind. But I mean, at the same time, <laughs> it could have been lucky. I don't know. Well, I'm going to I'm going to put the clip of that happening in the chat. Oh, so I guess. Can... Yeah, I guess it's fair. They would have a YouTube video of this. I don't know why. Yeah, I thought it right. was like I so mean, much it's like later. A performance at the White House. So. Ooh. Okay, hold on. I got to rewatch that one a little. <laughs> the way. Uh, okay, so I think he was knocking it out of his way, right? Paul okay. was. Paul accidentally brushed it as he went past, and then it was falling, and Stevie caught it okay. before someone like comes in to help him. It's kind of hard to see in the video, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm doing like a deep analysis of it. Uh, <laughs> you just keep going. I'm going to analyze sure. this. 
This conspiracy explosion was a bit different in that it wasn't just anonymous internet people commenting on it. It wasn't just Reddit threads and Tumblr posts. Like, there were serious people getting behind this theory. A writer for ESPN, Bomani Jones, posted a video about it questioning Stevie, and he was questioning why Stevie was appearing on Dancing with the Stars and asking if ballroom dancing is something that blind people generally do. As if they can't. I don't... It, yeah. It just feels... Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, just, like, so deep into this video. Yeah, no. <laughs> blind people can dance. <laughs> like, it's... They're not handy. Yeah. Okay, they are handicapped. They're not, like, paralyzed or anything. Like, right. they can still dance. I, besides being kind of ridiculous, I mean, blind people can do whatever they want, Stevie never actually appeared on Dancing with the Stars. He was a guest performer for one episode, as and his son appeared on the Junior's version of the show. So, like, asking if why he would do that if he was blind is stupid because he didn't do it. Yeah. And he could do it if he wants. I don't know. So. Well, that there's, like, there's blind people that ride bikes. There's blind people that skateboard. Right. There's blind people that, like, do marathons. You know, it's, like, it's a different world for them, sure. It's not easy. <laughs> it's harder. It's more impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult. People also started to notice some things that they didn't think added up. Like the fact that Stevie had a massive plasma screen TV and loved attending basketball games. Two things that one might assume a blind person wouldn't find much enjoyment in. <laughs> but again, he could do whatever he wants. So yeah, like, <laughs> who like, cares if it's weird that he finds enjoyment in it? If he finds enjoyment in it, <laughs> who cares? I do mean, it? Like, it's like, and the TV thing is like, oh, you're telling me Stevie Wonder is going to be sitting there watching a plasma TV? <laughs> like, he's not got any family that comes over or like kids that want to watch TV. They're not just sitting just, in a dark house, you know? I, or just more money than he knows what to do with. So, might as well buy the biggest TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing is, it's like, I assume this the, the the whole theory that like oh he's got a plasma TV is like they assume that like blind people just sit in a home with nothing <laughs> besides like yes uh, it's like the black room yeah black it's, the lights are off all the time like he's not got a, like a wife and kids that have to live in the house too like like everybody <laughs> has to be blind in the house like no that's like they 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 do like regular things you know. <laughs> But he also wears watches, even though he'd presumably not be able to use them. Again, Which, uh, <laughs> he's, it's just a fashion thing. Yeah, he has people that dresses him. I'm assuming, <laughs> like, like because he's rich as well. So, but again, I say blind people can do whatever they want, and maybe he just likes those things. He has enough money to do it, regardless. So, who cares what he does? That's my take on that. It's just wow. I mean, okay, so I'm breaking in the video, right? Not to not to go back to the video thing where okay. he like knocks the stand over. I'm watching it at 0.25 speed, so a quarter <laughs> of the speed. And if you look at it, like yes, it does look a little bit convincing if you watch it at full speed. You know, it looks like he's like, oh, he's leaning over. But in reality, I think what he's doing is he's going in for a little bit of a dip, right? He's like getting in okay. the music and he's going in for a little bit of a dip. And that's when it, it hits him in the it. arm because it's not like he like full on grabs the thing in his hand and like is like, oh, no. And he right. like puts it back up with his hands like, oh, no, Man, right. my cover's blown kind of look on his face. You know, <laughs> it was like he was going in for a little dip. It hit him in the arm and he was like, oh, OK, well, let me grab this. What fell on my arm? So he's like, you can see him touching it. So, I mean, I, I don't mean to, you know, naysayers out there probably like, no, he definitely <laughs> grabbed it. Well, there was a comment on Quora, like that question asking website where someone asked how Stevie caught the mic stand. And a user answered and said that they were blind and often caught things. They weren't sure how and said that sometimes they missed, 
but maybe it was just instinctual and reflexive, and 80% of the time they managed to catch a falling thing next to them. Okay. Of course, yeah. that was a random internet person who could be lying, but it's also possible that Stevie heard the mic falling after Paul bumped it and just kind of like reached out to grab it. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why he could have caught the mic stand. And again, like my look at it is that like he's literally just going into that in that direction and it happens to fall on his arm and that's when he grabs right. it and he's like, "Oh, okay, let me get this." <laughs> I like these theories though. I mean, like don't, granted, they're dumb. Sure, some of them right. are. But, I mean, you the, need some dumb, lighthearted conspiracy theories every once I in a while. It's, <laughs> it's more fun than being like, oh, did did, did, Stevie, did Stevie Wonder actually die from this mic stand <laughs> and was replaced afterwards? <laughs> like, no. Uh, but, no, I mean, yeah, I get, you know, if I'm on the internet, right, as you as you are, you know, it's, it's 2006, right? Your friend's sending you those E-bomb world links, and you're like, oh. Right. And yeah, and you and instead he sends you this this clip of Stevie Wonder, and I see it, mm-hmm. and I watch it at full speed, and then I go and start reading the articles. Yeah, I think I can fall down a rabbit hole, <laughs> and I see I could I can see myself being like, yeah, no, I don't think he's actually blind, right? Right. So I mean, I give it I give it That's some credence to to why people believe it. Well, we're not quite done with it yet. Okay. In 2014, Stevie addressed the rumors for the first time in a very joking way. He said, quote, if you want to start a rumor, say this, and then just laid out the formula for a great conspiracy theory. He said that people should start saying that his mother struck a deal with Barry Gordy, who was the owner of Motown, which was Stevie's record label, okay. that they'd pretend he was blind to get more attention, but that he'd reveal the truth in 2017. Obviously, 2017 came and went without anything happening. So, I mean, like, it's just like the way I love that about Stevie is very much like that. Like, he's a big joking guy. Yeah. So the fact that like the first time he addresses this is like, no, this is what this theory should be. <laughs> just like I, yeah, lays out a conspiracy. Like, like that's hilarious. You guys have got this all wrong. <laughs> that is good. I do like. I do like the. I think he. It didn't. It sounds like it didn't affect him as much as the Paul McCartney or is it Paul? Is it uh, Paul? Yeah, is Paul that was theory. the one who was supposed to be dead? Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it didn't affect him as much as like Paul's theory, where people just constantly were like, "Hey, you're not real. You're dead. Right. You're dead. You're not real. <laughs> You've been a replacement. Who's your? Who's? Where's the real Paul? You know? And like, right. I can I can understand that how that would weigh on me a little bit more. <laughs> like people constantly sure saying that I'm re- <laughs> I'm a replacement to myself. You know. Uh, but at the same time, the way it like undermines all of the work paul mccartney did too because it's like no i worked really hard to be this successful and now you're like no you're dead and i think i'm not i did this (laughs) and i think it's like the same with stevie wonder where uh where he has all this success right and then and it's even it's even more to me it's even more of a of a of an achievement because you know he's did it he's he's disabled he's got he's blind you know not to not to say that like we should you know you know pat them on the back any harder than anybody else because they just want to be treated like regular people Mm -hmm. but it's like you're kind of taken away from his achievement of doing all this while right. he's blind and being as, as good as he is at music while he is blind or whatever. And just saying, no, nah, you can see you're doing this for attention. <laughs> you can see let's go. And you push him over and he's like, <laughs> he's just, you find out, Oh no, he actually is blind. And I, I just pushed right. over a blind man. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those situations. So it is worth noting that Stevie got his start after Ray Charles, who was an incredibly successful blind pianist and singer. So the theory is that Stevie and Barry Gordy, who's the owner of Motown, wanted to kind of like position Stevie 
the same way as like the new Ray Charles and move in on that success. I mean, which I wouldn't put past Barry Gordy because he would do anything to make money. But <laughs> I, I don't think Stevie would do that. So that's where I land on. I that. mean, I could see how they would like, you know, uh, how Barry Gordy would definitely jump on the opportunity to, to can you continue that gravy train? Right. Where it's like, right. OK, so I, I've I've. Ray Charles is kind of old news, but then we got this up and coming comer Stevie Wonder, who's also blind. Let's like keep that. Let's keep that gravy chain rolling. Yeah, and like that. Very, I think that's more likely. Well, that, I think what yeah. happened was that like Stevie came to Barry Gordy, and Barry Gordy saw that he was blind and also talented, and he was like, "I can market his blindness yeah. more than he's like I'm going. You're going to pretend to be blind." It was more that Barry Gordy was trying to like exploit that as a marketing gimmick. Gosh, you know you okay? So I don't know how young Stevie Wonder was when he got into the market, right? Uh, Pretty young, I think. But I, I assume that it would be so much harder to keep up the gag of like, oh no, he's really blind. You know, especially mm-hmm. like all the times. Oh, how many how many times have new musicians gone out and partied and whatnot? You, you're telling me that a musician can go out, party, get like destroyed, get blasted, right? And keep up the appearance that he's blind, right? If he's faking it. Well there there is Absolutely there is not. stuff about that later. We're getting there. Ooh, okay, I keep jumping ahead. <laughs> so in twenty nineteen the rumors got reignited when Shaquille O'Neal chimed in. Oh, gosh. He said that he stood next to Stevie in an elevator at their apartment complex with, like, not the elevator, but, like, the bank where the, all the elevators are. Yeah. So, like, the elevator room, I guess. Uh, at their apartment complex without announcing his presence. He said that Stevie then looked at him and said, What's up, Shaq? How you doing, big dog? As if knowing it was Shaq without being able to see <laughs> I, Shaq or I hearing him. I do think I've heard that before. I feel like I've heard Shaq say something about or heard somebody. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been like a Reddit post or something like that where he was talking about yeah. seeing Stevie Wonder. But okay. Another celebrity, Lionel Richie, doesn't believe that Stevie is blind. Lionel Richie is notably another Motown artist, and he spent a lot of time with Stevie as they were both coming up in the record label. He said that he once watched him back a car out of a driveway. Lionel said on the Kelly Clarkson show, quote, I've been spending my whole life with him thinking he can see. I know he can see, end quote. Mm, I mean, okay. But again, it, it feels like you're just discrediting the fact that, like, he's rich. <laughs> he, he's, he's blind, but he's still able to do things. And I would see it as, like, he has enough money to just back a car up, and if he hits a tree or he hits a mailbox <laughs> or he hits a fence, it's like, I'll just buy another one, you know? Yeah. So and maybe he just really wanted to back a car up, and maybe, I don't know, you know? Well, I wanted to, I wanted to get your thoughts, but I am going to throw a whole wrench in that story. Okay. <laughs> I think that whole conversation was a joke that people took out of context. After I watched the clip, that's what I gathered from it. Okay. I think in the actual conversation between Lionel Richie and Kelly Clarkson on her show, Lionel never says that Stevie drove the car. He says they went out to the car in the parking lot to listen to a new song that Stevie wrote. He says that Stevie then put his arm over the chair as if he was looking backwards and acting like he was about to start driving. Lionel then screamed, Stevie, what are you doing? To which Stevie laughed and said, got you, didn't I? Dude. So it's just a joke that Stevie pulled. Oh my gosh, that's absolutely what happens. (laughs) Holy cow. 
No, that's just absolutely. Just because that's, that's Stevie. Like, Stevie's just joking around with people, and he's the best. I love Stevie Wonder. And that's the thing. So, like, and <laughs> it feels like the whole thing with Shaq, right, was that Shaq had to have done something, coughed, all right, because right. Shaq's a big guy. You know what Shaq or maybe he like. has, like, a specific cologne or something. Yeah, like, that's the thing, too. Is like, so it, there could have been so many variables for, the, for, for Stevie Wonder to kind of know that Shaq was there. Like, I don't know right. what, is he like permanent, like permablind? Like he can't see light or anything? Or is it? I, I think it's probably about like 95% blind, something around there. Because yeah, because he had sight at one point. And I don't know, like, uh, again, I'm not a doctor, okay? Uh, you can consult your wife about that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> She's also not a doctor. <laughs> She's it is close, right? Nurses. Yeah, closer than you anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, I assume that like light probably still gets in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know. Uh, don't don't fact check me on this. Uh, uh, but it, it could be that like maybe he blocked out the light. It's like there's only one person who could block I mean, out the light like in a total eclipse, and that's yeah. that's Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. No way, you know. My favorite idea is that anytime anyone walked up next to him in that apartment apartment complex he just said what's up Shaq?" and then he <laughs> happened to get it right once yeah. <laughs> that, that would be hilarious it's like cut to him doing it to every single person that walks up to him and everyone else is like what but then like the one time it hit it really hit yeah <laughs> it was so worth it or they're just like that's just what stevie Warner does he just assumes we're all Shaq. <laughs> and then you have to do like a Shaq voice and you stand next to him hey how's it going i'm Shaq?" you know <laughs> So there is an actor and game show host named Anthony Anderson who claimed that Stevie could see after Anthony challenged Stevie to a three to a free throw competition and lost. I mean, you're just bad at free throws at that point. That's on you. <laughs> yeah, you're just <laughs> that's on you. Like there's no way this blind guy beat me. Yeah. yeah, he did. You just are terrible. You know that he goes to basketball games. You know that he knows how far <laughs> the rim is away from the from the free throw line. Like he's gonna hit one in ten shots at least. You just gotta make more than one, pal. That's you. So P. Diddy once claimed that Stevie described to him an outfit that he was wearing, and when asked if that story was true, Stevie just smiled and said, it could be. He's just loving it at this point. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, give it. He doesn't Stevie. care He's anymore. Just... He just loves it. <laughs> He's like, this is so ridiculous. I don't care. But at the end of the day, it's pretty clear that Stevie is unfortunately still blind. <laughs> I mean, to be I, fair, I don't think it's unfortunate. I think he's fine. Like He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's enjoying himself. He can still do everything he wants to do. I would say that he doesn't see it. It's unfortunate. I think he sees it right. as like, meh, it happens. Just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he needed to act blind to get popular because he's an insanely gifted musician, songwriter, and singer, and he would have made it big without acting blind. And when he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he took off his sunglasses, and his eyes definitely looked like they were still very severely damaged. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's possible that he's not 100% blind, but I don't know that it really matters He just much looks into the way. crowd, and he's like, no, I see every one of you, and everybody's just permanently <laughs> scarred. From, ha- from having to see like his gaze <laughs> he's like yeah alright well and that's the end of the Stevie Wonder Isn't Blind this theory is like, I like these three they're very fun those are very fun little I mean yeah. granted kind of dumb at some points right sure. but that's that's conspiracy theories right like, at yeah. the end of the day you should be able to like ad- ad- acknowledge the fact that yes I fell for this silly conspiracy theory you, just, you laugh at yourself it's okay to laugh at yourself you know I think the the more fun thing is not falling for them, but still just talking about them because they're like ridiculous and fun to talk about. Yeah. 
But anyway, like we've talked about a lot of morbid ones and we have more morbid ones to come because I feel like a lot of conspiracy theories just are about who killed this person and is this person really dead? So I thought it was nice to just get a little little palate cleanser, little Absolutely. breath of lighthearted ridiculousness. I like it. I like it because I think it, it harkens back to when conspiracy theories were fun, right? Yeah, granted, right. some of it might have been steeped in a little bit of racism where it's like you can't <laughs> give the guy a little bit more credit than you're giving him. Sure. But at the end of the day, like Stevie Wonder and his, like, he's just having fun with it, you know? Hey, you think I'm, you can think I can see it's kind of dumb on you, but whatever, hey, I'm going to have fun with it, you know? And then the, the right. peanut duck, boy, howdy. <laughs> I I'm gonna have to go blast that for a little while I think because that's a that's a jam I'm not I'm not even joking when I say that that is a bop so I think All I right. might do you think I get copyright strike if I play that on on like a stream or something I don't know who owns the copyright so probably <laughs> not right, uh, uh, peanut that's a, that's a something I've never googled before <laughs> <laughs> well. Like after this, we get back into a little bit more heavy and sinister topics. I think one is Avril Lavigne died and was replaced. That whole thing—that's a very popular one. one. I have heard that one. Yes, I mean there's there's some compelling evidence there too. But we'll get into it. And then there's one about Robert Johnson, who's arguably the best blues musician of all time, selling his soul to the devil at a crossroads. Uh, is that a brother talent. where I thou? Is that that story between? It's, yeah, it's based on that. Oh, so like we'll it. talk about that, which can get a little bit darker. And then, I mean, there's like, there is one I have on my list about uh, a lost Green Day album. So that'll be a little bit fun, fun. and not about death. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like how you spaced it out. You know, you're, yeah. you're good. And then there's this. one about the the song Carly Simon wrote about you're so vain. You probably think the song is about you. There's oh, a yeah. whole conspiracy theory about who that song is about. Ooh, <laughs> so that one would be fun. We can we'll get into a, that. A little gossipy. We might even bring uh, yeah. bring Mika in for that one. Huh? Yeah. Have a little gossip sesh. I think that'd be fun. And then you can always bring me a conspiracy I theory need to. and teach yeah. me about one. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get one together. All right. Well, that's all I got. Thanks for thanks for listening. This will probably go up after Christmas, so I hope everyone had a great Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, or Happy Hanukkah, or whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a few other holidays in there, so if you you know celebrate yeah. one of those, absolutely. I hope you generally had a good time over the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but thank you so much for go having me. Go listen to way. Jacob's podcast. Oh yeah, he's great for being on here. So that'd be fun. That'd be fun. All right. Well, any any last words? Uh, you know, I don't got any. I think we wrapped it up. I had too much fun. I had a good, I had a great time. You know, go listen, go listen to this podcast some more. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye.